This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 113. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. So for this week's episode, in honor of the release of my first book in the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia series, The Northwest Counties, I am being interviewed by the Dade County Sentinel newspaper, and I'm bringing you that interview as it actually happens. So we will go ahead and move on over to that interview now. So um, is now still a good time to talk about your book? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Um, yes, I can. Can okay. you hear me? Yes, ma'am. So um, first, I'd like to um, know a little bit about yourself. Tell me about yourself and uh, what is your background? Um, well, I'm originally from a small town called Troy, Pennsylvania. Uh, no I, kidding. Yeah, <laughs> in Bradford I, County. I used to live in Wellsboro. Oh, really? Yeah, I know exactly yeah. where Wellsboro is. Oh, my goodness. Small yeah. world. Yeah, my wife and I were up there uh, for six weeks this past summer, and I actually went over and shot some landscapes of the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon while we were up there. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up in Troy, and um, after high school, I went in the Army. I actually joined mm -hmm. I actually joined before I graduated. Uh, went what they call split up, so my parents had to sign when I was 17. Mm -hmm. And I went to basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia, and then came okay. back back home for my senior year of high school, and then I went active duty after I graduated. So I spent most of the ten years I was in the army in and out of Fort Benning. That was my my primary duty station, and mm -hmm. I, I really liked Georgia a lot. Um, okay, a little bit too hot in the summertime for me because <laughs> <laughs> I've never acclimated. Um, so the summers are really rough. The winters I love because I can ride my motorcycle all year round. Right. Um, but then uh, after I got out of the Army, I moved back to Pennsylvania, uh, ran my own computer business there for about 15 years, and then uh, decided to move back down to Georgia again. A friend of mine from high school was the director of IT for a company in the Atlanta area at the time, and they were looking for a Linux admin. So I, mm -hmm. moved, I moved down to uh, the Atlanta area. And I've been there for the last almost 15 years. And uh, the wife and I are thinking next year we're going to move to Raleigh. Um, just so we could mm -hmm. be, be a little bit closer to the kids and grandkids back in New York. Sure. Yep. But uh, I, was, I was a small business owner, as I said. Um, most of my family are small business owners. My grandmother uh, managed a chain of uh, fabric stores for about 30 years. And then uh, after that closed, she opened her own small diner in, Mon in a town called Monroton, Pennsylvania. And she had that for quite a few years. My Uncle Rick... Uh, has a janitorial business and landscaping, which he still does. And my, mm -hmm. my dad had a small engine repair when I was younger. And then later he got into the janitorial stuff as well. He's, he's since passed away. But uh, so a lot of people in my family own small businesses. 
And mm-hmm. I, I was just out driving the back roads in Georgia one Saturday and I, I came upon Sparta in Hancock County. And I don't know how familiar you are with Sparta, but Sparta is almost a ghost town now, which is really sad. Uh-huh. Um, at one time, it was the capital of the cotton industry. And then okay. after the bull weevil epidemic around the end, tail end of World War I, really decimated the cotton crops. And uh, so that that industry went out in Hancock County in Sparta. And then later a company came in and bought the uh, the old cotton warehouse and they had Sparta Furniture Company that made mm-hmm. uh, made wooden kitchen tables and chairs and stuff like that. And so that was there for quite a few decades. And then they closed, I think, uh, if I remember right, the, the people of the town told me this, the furniture factory closed in like 2005 and they moved all their operations down to Florida. And okay. a- after they went out, because they were like the primary employer in the area, uh, you know, the town just kind of died. It went from having 38 small businesses up and down Broad Street, which is the main street in town, to like six mm-hmm. that are still there today. All the rest of the buildings are boarded up. and Wow. And it really broke my heart, you know, being somebody from a small business family. I really hated seeing all those empty storefronts, and that's kind of how the project was born. Okay. All right. Um, So I I suppose you kind of actually answered this question already, but um, what made you decide to focus specifically on Northwest Georgia for the book? And do you possibly have other books in the works that will be about different areas? Yep, absolutely. That's a good question. Um, So actually, the project, I'm I'm documenting as many abandoned small business buildings and factories and stuff like that in all 159 counties. And and so this first book is just the first in a series of eight. Um, So I did the the Northwest counties first. My publisher, as long as the first book sells fairly well, which it's doing pretty good so far considering the pandemic, um, Mm -hmm. they'll be willing to do the other seven in the series. Uh, So I just finished filming... Uh, shooting stills and video for the next portion of the state, which is, you know, moving down from the northwest corner. I've gotten down to as far as Stewart County now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I'll wrap up. That'll be, I'll probably call that one like the Midwest counties because uh, I can't sure. think of a better term for it. And then there'll be the southwest counties. And then, of course, we'll move east from there. And when I'm all done, it's going to be all, 159 counties. It should be eight, mm-hmm. eight books when I'm done. It's usually okay. it's usually about 20 counties per book because my publisher requires between 150 and 170 images per volume. Mm-hmm. So it works out good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it would have so, ideally it would have been cool to do this one book, but it's like, man, with 159 counties, that's just right. way, way too much content for one book. Right. So yep. tell me about your process of researching. Um, do you just kind of drive around and see what you can find or, or do you research on the internet before heading out to the areas? How does that work? I do a little bit of both. Um, I try to research some stuff ahead of time. And then a lot of times when I go out to actually shoot the stills and the YouTube videos, because it has the project has a YouTube channel as well. um, I drive around, find what I can. I photograph it. I shoot a video clip of each building. I try to get information from locals when I can. That's the ideal situation. Uh, Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll I'll get lucky enough to actually find the property owner. Like I'll, you know, I'll be stopped along the road taking pictures and 
the property owner will show up and they're always curious, you know, I've never had anybody get angry with me. They're usually just like, <laughs> they're usually just like, what do you, if you don't mind us asking, what are you doing? I'm like, I just thought this was a really cool building. So I'm shooting it for this project that I'm working on. And then, you know, it works out great if the property owner stops because then I can get as much historical data from them as possible. Mm -hmm. um, when that doesn't work, I reach out to the County Historical Societies, which that's been kind of hit or miss during the pandemic because to be honest, most of the historical societies are, are volunteers and they're usually elderly people. Um, and a lot of those people have been staying home because of the pandemic. So it, it's made it a lot more difficult to get, you know, information on everything the way I'd like to. Sure. Yep. So um, what are some of your favorite places that you've found? And I don't know if this might be too hard, but any in particular from Dade County, if you can recall. <laughs> well, in Dade County, I really loved the town of Trenton. Uh, that was the first, right. that was the first town I had. And what, basically what I do is when I go out to each county, I generally go to the county seat first and then I work my sure. way out from there. Um, which believe it or not, that gets interesting because I, uh, just recently was shooting in Columbus, Georgia in Muskegee, Muskegee County. And Columbus mm -hmm. is the only town in that county. <laughs> so it makes it a little bit difficult. You know, sometimes I'll get, I'll get people that'll troll me on the, on the YouTube channel. They're like, well, you don't know anything about this town or this county or it's like, well, no kidding. I never said in the project that I'm an expert on every county and every town. I just try right. to try to hit as many towns as I can. So Trenton is really cool. I really love that town. It has some really awesome little buildings there. Um, so that was my favorite spot in Dade County, to be honest. Uh, I spent quite a bit of time there. I was really shocked. And I guess, you know, things happen for different reasons, but I was really surprised to find that Trenton had basically a brand new Fred's grocery store um, mm -hmm. that now sits abandoned. And I shot my stills and my video footage for the YouTube channel. And I got lucky and a gentleman pulled in and parked over close to the building. So when I put my gear back in my car, I walked over to talk to him. And he's like, yeah, it was really weird. They spent like $20 million building this store in 2019. And then they were open for six months. And then the company declared bankruptcy. <laughs> hmm. And I was like, wow, that's kind of a waste of $20 million to build a brand new store right. just to go belly up. But right. now uh, when I was in Dade County, um, I was traveling out of Trenton. I can't remember what road I was along. Um, but I went out through some of the rural areas and I found a really cool spot and I shot it even, even though there wasn't really a building there, all that was left was a sign. And I found the remnants of an old, uh, uh, Exxon gas station. And the only thing that was mm -hmm. still there was the Exxon sign hanging up in a, on a pole at the edge of the property. But I got to talk to the lady that owned the property. Her family had had it for, well, a couple of generations in their family. And, uh, and I thought that was pretty cool. Now it's just an empty mm -hmm. lot that's pretty much, you know, it's all grass and stuff now. Most all the concrete and asphalt and everything are gone. The building's long gone. The only thing that was still there was that beautiful Exxon sign. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was like, yeah, my, my uncle's planning on taking that down soon before somebody steals it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So why do you think it is important to showcase these forgotten pieces in, in a publication like this? Well, as I said in the book, um, my main reason for doing this is it's to try to raise awareness to the plight of small businesses in America. I know, you know, everything progresses, everything moves along, we become more advanced as a society, but I don't like the fact that we tend to sweep the small businesses under the rug. You know, they get, mm 
I mean, some of these businesses went out. Uh, well, a good example, the Villa Rica Hosiery Company in Villa Rica, Georgia. At one time, they made women's pantyhose and they made men's socks and they were the premier mm -hmm. manufacturer in the whole world for that. They were the number one manufacturer in the world. And then when, uh, and I try to, I, I, I don't try to get super political about the project, but it really bugged mm -hmm. me that this company was in business for over a century. And when NAFTA got passed in the nineties, it killed them. It destroyed the company. Uh, right. Because they couldn't compete with manufacturing in China and other places like that, you know, where, where laborers get paid, you know, pennies a day to do the same job. <laughs> and uh, so it's really sad to see that kind of stuff happen. But that's mm -hmm. that's the principal idea behind the project is to raise awareness to the to the plight of small businesses in the United States and especially in the state of Georgia, which is where I'm working at now on this sure. project. Um, I, I apologize if you mentioned this already, but where are you living currently in Georgia? Uh, right now I live in Alstell in Cobb County. Okay. Um, so I live right, uh, right near I-20, not too far from, uh, Six Flags over Georgia. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, so where can this book be purchased? Uh, the book is available on, uh, Amazon as well as Barnes and Noble. And okay. if you go to my website, which is liamphotography.net, you can actually order a signed copy on there. It's a, it's like $5 more to get a signed copy off my website, but I'll, I'll write mm -hmm. a personal note in it and sign the book and mail it out to you myself. Or you can, mm -hmm. like I said, you can buy it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. I'm not sure currently if there's any other bookstores that are still around as far as big chains, because I know uh, B. Dalton Books is gone now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think there used to be a Walden's books too, but I think they're gone now too. <laughs> I think the only places still around are, are Barnes and Noble and Amazon as far as books. Yeah, sales. yeah, I think uh, Borders also closed down too. Yeah, yeah, I was, that was the yep. other one I was trying to think of. Yeah, I think they closed mm -hmm. down as well. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, those were all my questions. Um. Do you have any promotional photos of yourself? um and or the book that i would be able to use for the article oh yeah absolutely yeah if you want to if you want to send me uh, uh an email i can send you any of that stuff you need for your article absolutely um it would be the same email that we use to communicate okay i just wanted week. to make sure that was a good one to use yep absolutely yep, yep, that's my work email so that would be fine cool okay um is there anything else you'd like to add that we maybe didn't touch on um Trying to think now, really, you know, like I said, it's just uh, working on the book series, you know, trying to get the project wrapped up before I move next year, which I'm on track to get that done as far as getting all the stills and video, the research I can do at any time. So, right. um, but that, you know, it's just that in uh, promoting the website and the YouTube channel for the project, you know, the website's ForgottenPiecesOfGeorgia.com. And I have a small sample portfolio on there of some of the buildings that I've captured so far. Um, in different counties, not just in the Northwest counties, but in some of the other counties as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Well, Liam, thank you so much for um, talking to me about this. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you giving me the time to talk about it. Yeah. All right. And you have a good rest of your day. You too. Have a happy holiday. You too. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. 
All right, so that is going to wrap up my interview with the Dade County Sentinel newspaper on uh, this episode of the Liam Photography Podcast, which was centered more on my Forgotten Pieces of Georgia project. Um, I guess I could technically call this uh, episode four uh, in the subset for the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia project. And I hope my listeners enjoyed it. It's not a super long episode, but uh, I wanted to wanted to make this the episode for this week on Thursday. Um, I'd previously done my holiday shopping list for the last three weeks for gift ideas for photographers and uh, thought this would be a nice little bit of a change. So hopefully my listeners enjoyed it. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you might be listening to the show. And I will see you again in another seven days.